Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a blessed, blessed day. Hey, Jax. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much. Excited that it's Thursday as we descend into the weekend. Into madness. We prepare for landing, seatbacks up, and tray tables stored. Turdy Lou. Stowed. I, they could be stored as well. You could store them away in the, the stow. The proper term, you know, I'm kind of like really good friends with the points guy. The proper term is stowed. Okay. Well, you could stow. How about we stow you? Bitch. How about we Bitch. stow the turd? Somebody woke up a little fiery today. No, not at all. I woke up extremely relaxed. You did? Had a lovely morning. I'm looking gorgeous today. You are. So really, no complaints. I got a new sweater. Big, big times. And you know I love my sweatshirts. So I'm feeling good. I'm so glad. How is, uh, how's the belly? Belly's good. Belly is bellying. Belly's gonna belly. I can't say belly now without thinking of that movie. The Summers, is, I Turned oh, Pretty. Oh, the TV show. Yeah, her name was Belly. That was a... Uh, Plot hole. It was a plot hole. I mean, it's from the book, and it's really a nickname that could only be given to someone who's naturally thin. Naturally. And who's never struggled with body image or weight. I don't think a person like that really exists, but Mm -hmm. it's fiction, so we suspend disbelief. Yeah. So other than that, all good here. Redheads dropped this morning, so it really has been a relaxing, exciting morning. You know, our passions bearing fruit, everyone getting Mm. to listen to the episode. It's such a great episode because it's a crazy good book. That is billed as a great book for book clubs. And you're probably like, what does that mean? Why? Like, there's, it's so ripe for discussion. Like, so many different philosophical questions are asked. Love that. Love that. And even if you didn't read the book or not, if you're not going to read the book, like, you could still listen to the episode because the premise I could sum up in one minute. And then it's a question mm-hmm. of what would you do, Latterd? Well, I heard the Redheads hit 70K on Instagram, which is like kind of like a really big deal. I know. It really, really is. Like, we are just. Growing, growing, growing. And it's really been so organic. I was saying on the show, like, it's not like we've had a viral redheads moment. Like, right. oh my God, those crazy redheads. Um, it's it's just word of mouth. Word of mouth. Good, hard work. Consistency. Yeah, you, the redheads are very consistent. It, it pays off. This was our 40th episode. 40 hey. books. If you, I actually don't know if there's anyone who's read all 40 books because I did a call out. I posted all 40 books recently because they're on my bookshelf. And I said, how many have you read? And I, aside from the people who host the show, 
I didn't see anybody who were 40 for 40. Wow. It's a challenge. The Redheads Challenge. Hashtag. Hashtag the Redheads Challenge. Yeah. First one to complete. Gets a personalized video from all the redheads. So cute. So sweet. How about that? Sweepstakes giveaway. Sweepstakes giveaway. Okay. But how do you prove that you read them all? Mm. You know what? I think we have to go by the honor system. And we are an honor system. Like there's never going to, I don't want to jinx anything, but I don't think there's going to be treasonous activity within the redheads community. Like we're just not that kind of community. No, but you know what is that kind of community? Hampton, South Carolina, where the Murdoch murders took place, where, no, no, you don't have to take your things off, but like, bitch, it's happening right now. No, like, but either I, keep but, up, Claudia, I have, either keep Claudia, up or don't. I'm not listening to you because I have managed to evade every single morsel of information about this trial. I think the jury is out right now, literally. Uh, if that they, ain't were, a flex, if they girly, came like, with a verdict, I don't know yet. Like, I, I, I don't know anything. So I want to keep not knowing just in case I decide to dive in. So if you would like to speak on it, let me know so I could take my headphones off. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say just one thing, and and I didn't even. It just doesn't full of information. Um, I watched a trial yesterday, and then I watched um, Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace has been like at the forefront of this trial. She has like her own show where like during lunch breaks. Oh my God, she is so funny. Like she could sensationalize anything. Right before they got back from lunch, she had a, literally a six-person panel. They were talking at first like about interesting stuff, but you know the lunch break is long, and eventually you run out of shit to talk about. She's talking about how she was walking through the back entrance and she saw the bailiff bringing lunch to the jurors and it was lasagna. And carbs can make people very tired middle of the day. That's a heavy lunch. And what does that mean for how the prosecution is going to open back up after lunch? And I was like, I honestly only respect for my Queen Nancy Grace. Like, talk about understanding your job. Like, your job is to talk. Your job is to look into everything. Your job is to make things interesting that might not be interesting, i.e. lasagna. And I just wanted to say respect for what Nancy Grace is doing out here. I have respect as well, but like that is a suspiciously heavy lunch. Lasagna is not a lunch. Nancy Grace thought so as well. Someone's trying to tire out the jurors. I think she's onto something. No, the thing about Nancy Grace is like she doesn't see things the way we see things. Like me and Nancy Grace could spend the day together and then I would recount how the day went and Nancy would recount how the day went and you would be describing two different days. She's very perceptive. She is perceptive, but I would say you're perceptive too, Turdy. But she also really did like invent like the sensationalist trial vibe. Like, you know, ever since the 90s, she's been like hunting down, you know, murderers and her headline news show. She's kind of like an icon. I feel like people don't talk about her enough. And until you watch her, like, except there was one thing that was really bothering me. And she, I believe, is Southern. So many people who are involved in this are Southern. Um, and to be honest, like people don't talk enough about the language barrier, barrier between Southerners and non-Southerners because they kept saying jurors. And I'm like, what is jurors? And then I was like, I think they're saying jurors. I kind of like jurors better. You know what? Because jurors, jurors is n- not a word. No, totally. But I was like, what is a juror? And everyone on juror. the panel... Everyone on the panel that she hosted during the lunch break was Southern. So they all kept saying jurors. I'm like, is that a person for the case who I'm not familiar with? I love that. The rural juror. All of a sudden, it's not such a mouthful. Right, right. These are rural jurors, no? 
Uh, yeah, well, there are parts of the town that are really rural, like Moselle, where the shooting took place. It's like a 2,000-acre farm. That's been sold, actually. Yeah, I didn't know those things, that there was a farm, there was a shooting, and it's been sold. Um, so, thankfully, you haven't spoiled anything for me. No, this isn't a spoiler either, but I did just find out um, through our family chat. Our family chat has been really lit up about this. The Daily Mail sent an article. Moselle, this farm that's like, you know belongs to the family and everyone in the documentary was like you know it's their farm it's been in their farm for years yada yada uh literally like they've only owned it for like a little while and what's a little somebody, while like a couple of years and like before this whole thing happened and they didn't even buy it like somebody gave it to them it was like a trade it was like really shady that doesn't sound shady that sounds more um you don't just get a 2,000 acre farm like in a oh, deal. I like, guess when you're dealing with shady people, everything is shady. But that kind of like I, I've actually heard of that happening where like people like trade properties. Like if you have. No, it was like for like a thousand dollars. Like it was like a really little amount. And I feel like, OK, maybe okay. shit like that happened 100 years ago. And his family was in the town 100 years ago. Like a crazy story. My granddaddy lost a bet and gave up, you know, like I could yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. But not like eight years ago, you know. Oh, that's interesting. There's just a lot of interesting things. Uh, yeah. I literally don't know anything. I How many episodes is the Netflix doc? Three. Okay. Just watch it. And they're all under an hour. Lynchy Lou, I've been so busy this week. I think this is like my eighth podcast of the week. I not only had to record the Redheads, I had to edit the Redheads, which you know I take very personally. So you're just not prioritizing the toast. Noted. Yeah, no, this week the toast has fallen by the wayside. I didn't give it all wow. to my I didn't give it all to the Patreon this week. I didn't give it all <laughs> to the show. You're right, Turdy Lou. Turdy Lou, you're <laughs> right. We you sound like be, characters in the Martin yeah, Murdoch trial. Say, why don't you go down to the courthouse and say, Hi y'all, I'm Turdy Lou. No, literally everyone has like a, a really southern name, like Reggie. Like they all have like really <laughs> long, like row row. Paul Paul. They all have, I'm Turtle You are Turtle Murdoch. Even though, even though I literally. Is been that their name, been, Murdoch? Like Richard? It's spelled, Rupert? Okay, so it's spelled M U R D O U G H. Oh, so it's technically yeah, Murdoch. I get it. It's technically Murdoch. Everyone in the documentary said Murdoch, like literally Richard, Rupert. Whatever. <laughs> I just did the same thing. I did the same thing. <laughs> Rupert's family, but it's spelled differently and it's Murdoch. Turdy Lou Murdoch here That's at your so service. Me. Yeah, I'm here to testify. I swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. I'm a distant cousin of the Murdoch's and I saw some things. I did see some things. And I would love to talk to them Gerards. So I've been watching the trial and I haven't watched like a lot of trials, but I did watch the Johnny Depp one. Um, And the actual courtroom is so different. This one is so small. And like, there's so many people in it. And they're sitting on like these wooden church pews, like for hours on end. Oh my God. I don't know who would volunteer to go sit there. It looks so like I would get actually a sciatica. You need a heating and, pad. Well, they don't show the jury because they mm -hmm. have to protect their, their, um, identities but I do wonder what kind of chairs the jury's sitting in because I do think that would make an impact on my decision because if be I'm swift. sitting on yeah if I'm sitting on a wooden chair with like no cushion and I can't bring my own heating pad like I'm out yeah I'm out I'm angry I'm volatile and that's gonna affect my decision in that room but in which way I'm gonna be pissed and I'm just gonna want to get this gonna over be with at no, I'm, I'm going to be wanting to get this over with. So I'm going to make the decision that I feel like is going to move the conversation, like majority probably. And that's why you wouldn't be a good drawer. 
No, and I feel like I've said this many times, and if I ever do get picked for a jury, like this will come back to, to hopefully save me. Do not pick me for a jury. Like I'm extremely emotional. I'm extremely biased. I really don't, like I have preconceived notions of people. I'm very judgmental. And I usually let those judgments carry me through. I'm usually right. But I'm just saying, don't fucking pick my ass as a jury. Even though like being picked on a jury like this, while it is torture, because it's, you know, months and weeks on end, you... The, the opportunities that come your way, books, interviews, podcasts, money, it's kind of worth it. Yeah, but Charity, I don't want to, you know, destroy the narrative you've built of yourself as a horrible juror, but you also always see both sides. I do, I do. You might be an ideal juror. Oh, but like, I'm also a curious little cat. Good. And like, you can't, you can't watch Anything you can't talk to people, you can't watch documentaries. I would actually watch the news. be the perfect juror for this trial. I don't know anything. You would be the perfect juror. I I do wonder. I'm sure they weren't allowed to, but like if there's a juror who's watched one of the documentaries or saw the TikToks, like they're in in the OJ case, like they were all locked in hotel rooms because it was so national. Um, they had no TVs, no phones, no magazines. It was literally hell. Um, but I think these people go home every night. Like, how can you really trust 15 of your peers not to just, like, look at something? It's an honor system. And it's yeah. been that way for hundreds of years. So you have to have faith in people. Yeah, you do. And I don't. So that's another reason why I shouldn't be a good juror. And it's also, like, this was a small town that this happened in, right? Yeah, very. And this is a very big thing. I think they want to get it right, like for their town, for their people. Because if if they don't, then then a murderer is on the loose if right. it's not Big Man Murdaugh. Yeah. I don't know his name. Alec. Well, that's the other thing. It's A-L-E-X. <laughs> and they call him Alec. And they actually don't even say Alec. They say Alec. <laughs> um, I find, like, the names in this trial to be the most infuriating part. Like, Alex Murdoch is how it's spelled. And everyone's like, Alec Murdoch. Okay. It's so annoying. Good to know. So just like start for real. Like, let's go. Okay. I'm trying, Turdy Lou. Chick chalk. I will. Maybe today. Maybe today. Well, that's all I got. Oh, I finished the Lucy Score sequel. Like the me- highly anticipated sequel to her breakout book, Things We Never Got Over. The sequel came out like a week ago. Oh my God, what a bad book. I was shocked. Like, first of all, I not that, you know. We know it wasn't the, the character you wanted to read about. It wasn't, but like eventually, I feel like with sequels it never is. And then, because I'm so used to like the people I got used to in the first book. Right. But then after like 10%, I'm like, you, you re- they really do make you like them. I actually ended up really liking both characters. Um, but my God, like so cliche so unoriginal and no sex like come on that's what we open these books for like not to be a freak but like let's just not be honest with plot. let's just be honest not for let's the just be real story. right so it just it re- I gave it a two out of five and that felt generous it was really and it was long it was just no bueno okay well thank you for the review oh also should we tell everyone how this might be like our last show because we're going to be re- re- able to retire soon <laughs> sure <laughs> Jackie's banking Jackie thinks we're gonna retire this week <laughs> because to a private island <laughs> because I posted a link to my new fruit bowl 
And mm-hmm. I never, and I posted, oh, the reason why we get to retire is because yeah. um, it's an affiliate link, but the affiliate link system that I usually use doesn't have Williams-Sonoma. So I said, Turdy, does the one that you use have Williams-Sonoma? And it did. So it's Turdy's affiliate link on my page. So we're- I'm getting paid so we're for Jackie's hard work. We're splitting, you know, whatever comes our way, but like literally- Oh, we are? Not splitting, but like- Oh. We can both retire. No, for no, sure. The plan I thought, was that you were going to take the money and then buy my next fruit bowl that I would right. drink again, and we could just keep right. buying fruit bowls. We could, <laughs> right. It's just like free fruit, fruit bowls for everyone. <laughs> so I literally got so many clicks all night. I was updating Claudia with the click count, and like I think we can retire soon once the numbers come in. You're going to start calling me Richardy because I'm retired. Richardia. Richardia. I could see you being retired, except like uh, same the irrelevance. I know. It's mm-hmm. my biggest fear. Yeah. No, I like what yeah. I, this. I'll do this still, but like maybe we even could, when you're retired. But I, well, that wouldn't be retired. But it's like even if we could retire from the fruit bowl sales, I would rather just like get a second home. You know. Yeah, of course, of course. No, I don't want to retire. I'm too young. I'm too sprightly. I've got too much yeah, energy, I, too much to say. I genuinely enjoy this. So Me too, me too. I think I would be sad if I retired. I would miss this. So instead, like yeah. maybe we'll get like a house in Aspen with our fruit bowl sales. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think you're going to need to sell a few more, but sure. Okay. Well, um, I'll post another link. Um, totally separate tangent, but you're just reminding me of something. So Ben is still gone. I'm still alone. And literally being alone is my worst nightmare. Like I have been filling my days. That's why I've been reading. Like I've been really trying to like not get myself to a position where I'm reminded of how alone I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I took like kind of a turn yesterday where I'm like starting to enjoy it. Like, I don't know. Like it's kind of a vibe. First of all, my house is so fucking clean. It's like when I have a dish, I just wash it. When I put something away like it's either dirty or clean like it's been so easy to keep my house clean I've kind of been like loving it I can play whatever music I want I don't have somebody yapping in my ear about my reading and I don't know I'm kind of telling Ben I'm like yeah maybe you should stay yeah out of sight out of mind I'm kind of kind of like an independent woman I love that for you turd yeah I feel like like a character in sex in the city honestly yeah no being alone I've always enjoyed it. And especially when it like means that it's like your space and especially in an apartment, like it's all yours. Yeah, do you want to hang mine. on the couch? Do you want to hang in the bedroom? You want to go back and forth? You want to play music throughout the whole place and not have to worry about someone's calls? Someone's calls. And I'm married to like the king of calling. Oh my God. I can't stand calls in my house. Like, I know. Get out know. with your toxic call energy. No, Ben is always on calls. And like, I'm understanding like he's running a business. Of like, course. sure. Workday calls, I'll always allow. Uh, but he goes out of his way to like make more calls. Like a text, no, nah, I'll call them. And then it turns into like a 25-minute conversation. Always with the calls. In the car, oh my God, it's infuriating the calls. The sound of his voice has made me want to seriously rip out my hair. Ooh, that's not good. I know. So I've just been enjoying my alone time. I want to update everyone. That's good. And how are your cooking adventures going? Oh, fuck that shit. I give up. You should try following a recipe sometime. Nah, uh, I had a bowl of cereal last night. Bellissimo. You should so do good. like Home Chef because it literally like has pictures, directions. It's idiot proof. It's turdy yeah. proof. It is. I've done it before. One of those services, like it, it's definitely idiot proof, um, but it just requires planning, and that's you know. I'll send you my. So hard for me. I'll send you my promo code. Well, so you could retire. So I could get another house. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm ready to dive in. Are you? I am ready. Turdy Lou, without further ado about Turdy Lou, 
Here are the best five stories that you need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by Legacy Box. Every day, your home movies and photos are slowly fading away. They fade away in closets, or worse, they break down because of the dampness of your garage, the heat in your attic. But digitizing your old media with Legacy Box stops the fading and allows you to preserve those recorded moments so they're safe forever. You can join the over 1 million families that have trusted Legacy Box to digitize your memories today. We had all of our, we grew up in the VHS era, all of our old like tapes sitting in a box underground in our like basement cellar. Um, And when we finally did Legacy Box, I have to tell you, it was such a joy. Like it was exciting to like send it in and finally feel that weight off your shoulders and then get some space back in your, uh, in your storage unit. But they would send us updates throughout the process. Then we all got together to watch. And it was so cute. Like, it was so we had all cute. these VHS recordings of, like, the four of us performing Spice Girls. And our dad was in there. It was, like, so nice to get a piece of that back. And also, my favorite thing about watching old home videos is realizing how we are all the same now yeah. as we were then. Like, Olivia yeah. bossing us around. A hundred percent. You being, like, diva. the most. Um, yeah. Always me having your back. Little backup yeah, dancer and always. the snitch of the little baby just following her big sisters. That part, that that has part changed. changed. That part yeah. changed. <laughs> Legacy Box is the easiest and safest way to preserve your family's memories. It is uh, simply the best way to preserve your past. It's simple. It's safe. They thought of everything of, for bringing your memories into the 21st century. Trusted by over a million families, it's easy and safe. For a limited time only, you can visit LegacyBox.com slash toast and save 50%. That's LegacyBox.com slash toast to shop 50% off. While the sale won't last long, make sure you go to LegacyBox.com slash toast now to, you know, get your memories back. Take back control, girly. Take back your memories. Our first story, you're going to have to go back down memory lane to Monday night when we met Josh Popper, the summer house boxing coach, who was now reportedly dating Madonna. Yep. Madonna is reportedly dating her hunky boxing coach, who's 35 years her junior. Irrelevant. What's relevant is that his name is Josh Popper, and you might recognize him from Monday night's episode of Summer House because he was flirting with Sam. He's Sam's boxing coach. They almost hooked up, but he didn't. And now I guess he's dating Madonna. By the way, 35, fuck, that is a lot of years. Sources told the Daily Mail on Wednesday that Josh has been training one of Madonna's six children at his gym, Breadwinners, in New York City, uh, days after revealing her new face at the, quote, new face. I, I think she posted that, that it was a new face. Yeah. Um, at the 2023 Grammy Awards, the hitmaker shared photos with her suspected new beau via her Instagram story. In the since-expired snaps, the singer could be seen cuddling up to her heavily tattooed sparring partner while pressing her lips against his shoulder and squeezing his bulging bicep. Um, this is gross for uh, a million reasons, mostly because she's 35 years older than him. And this is so inappropriate and disgusting. Um, I kind of like don't like Madonna and she hasn't really made it easy, especially because like last time we spoke about her, like I wasn't really alive for like the Madonna glory years. So my really only experience as like a, an adult with a functioning brain when it comes to Madonna is like her being thirsty and weird and like kind of gross. Um, and this is just adding to the list of reasons why I'm on a fuck with Madonna. Like, this is really disgusting. Yeah. It's exciting, like, for us who um, I wouldn't have cared Watch about. Summer House. I literally have, would not have cared one iota about Madonna's new young boyfriend. Not only would it not be a story on the show, but, like, when I read the headline, I wouldn't even read it. I would just, like, scroll past right. it. Scroll, yeah. But the fact that we he was just on Summer House, like, what are the odds? It's not like he was on, on Sunday. two seasons ago, like, literally three days ago, makes it... 
titillating. No, it's a crazy, bizarre coincidence. He must be a really good boxing coach. Like all of his customers just falling in love with him. So true. I mean, he's very handsome. And we said he had really good energy. Claudia was even saying he should be on Summer House. Well, now he certainly should. Yeah, I mean, they definitely need uh, do you think, some guys. Do you think Madonna should be on Summer House? I think she wouldn't say no. And that's the problem <laughs> currently with Madonna. Agreed. I wish her the best, honestly. This is extremely bizarre behavior, extremely inappropriate. Um, how old is he? He is 30, 29. And she is? 64. That's fucking gross. That is disgusting. Yes. And imagine if the genders were reversed. Imagine. Uh, I don't subscribe, unlike, unfollow, gross, bye. Yep. Are you ready for our next story, which we do subscribe, we do follow, we do say hello, because Stassi Schroeder is pregnant, expecting her second baby with her husband, Bo, and we can add another one to the pregnancy crew for 2023. It's shaping up to be a great year. I was so happy when I heard this. Like, this is so nice. And... I read her book um, where she talked about her first pregnancy and her first pregnancy was like really during a hard time for her. She wasn't really sharing on social media because she had just gotten fired from the show. Um, She didn't even get to announce her pregnancy. Like somebody who knows her leaked it and she said in the book she didn't know who it was. But like that moment was stolen Mm -hmm. from her. Um, So for her to be able to do this like on her own time and share her own photos and like document the journey with her podcast like that's really if I feel like for her it probably feels like a lot of this these are first time things yeah when I did her podcast we were both not pregnant it was in like September or October we were talking about like you know she was talking about how she had a hard pregnancy and how like she wasn't looking for like because it was like that it was also because of COVID that it was very like isolating that it was like making her not looking forward to doing it again but I was like no now I'm looking forward to doing all the things that we couldn't do Mm -hmm. the first time like even just like Wearing a bathing suit. I never wore a bathing suit in when I was pregnant with Harry just because I didn't go anywhere. And you had nowhere to go, yeah. Yeah, so I hope that, like, now we can both, like, enjoy all the things that we couldn't in the first, like, restaurants and, you know, if there's a wedding now. Experiences. Yeah, experiences. And not just being, like, in confinement. Right, which is hard enough, but as a pregnant person can, I'm sure, be, like, really toxic. yeah. So I'm, I'm so happy for her. Um, Me too. And it's shaping up to be a great crew. Also, I forgot to mention on Patreon, Rihanna. Rihanna's yeah, okay, pregnant. so who's the, crew, who's the pregnant crew now? <sighs> Rihanna, Stassi, me, Raven Gates, Emily Donato. Jackie Schimmel. Jackie Schimmel. Um, who was I just about to say? Oh, Whitney Carson from Dance with the Stars. Okay, random. I follow her. I like it. She's really cute. Okay. Um, it's a good crew. It's a good crew. And then a bunch of people just had babies. So it's like yeah. I was following them when I was in my first trimester, but like, and they were in their last, we were technically pregnant together, but only I knew. Uh, uh, and also like, let's see what else there, who else. Right. It's still early. It's still early. The crew could, the crew could grow. Yeah. I feel like I'm also only talking about influencers really. Yeah. But I feel like there are celebrities that we've announced recently are pregnant. Hmm. Sophia Grace. Oh, that's huge for the group. Huge for the group. Huge. That's fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. This list is so random. Oh, Katie Stevens from The Bold Type. (gasps) How nice. How nice. 
Ryan Lochte's wife. Love. Oh my God. Throwback to Ryan Lochte. Living Lochte. Remember that? No, it wasn't called Living Lochte. It was Living Lohan. That was the other E show. Remember when he had a reality show? Yeah. That was weird. That was Rumor Willis. Right. Let's go back to Ryan Lochte. Ryan Lochte was, was and is so hot. Yeah, for sure. And so talented. Such a hard worker. Good swimmer. Yeah. Good swimmer. Uh, but then he did that weird thing. Yeah. I forget the right? details, but he did something weird. He was also like. He was a bad boy. He was a bad boy. But like he was always being compared to Michael Phelps. And Michael Phelps had the. What was his scandal? He smoked, smoked pot. pot. Yeah. Like, oh, who fucking cares? But like Ryan Lochte's scandal was like kind of way worse. He like. He. Behaved badly at a night out in the Olympics, right? No, no. He like went to a gas station and like. Let me just Google it. Because I feel was like it, he had I like thought a it was Jesse in Smollett. Rio. In Rio. It was. Ryan Lochte gas station. Oh, so Jesse J is pregnant. Oh, yeah. That's also really nice. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, me too. Okay, so Ryan and a bunch of other swimmers claimed that they were robbed Sunday morning while leaving yeah, a party yeah. in a taxi. Um, and they were claimed they were robbed by people posing as police officers. But the story varied depending on who was telling it. And at one point, Ryan Lochte said a gun was held to his head. But later he said the gun was merely pointed in his direction. He also initially claimed that his taxi had been pulled over, only to later say that the robbery had occurred at a gas station. Did any of that happen? Video footage captured over the course of the night shows the swimmers in various places. Security camera footage shows the swimmers entering and exiting the gas station and then leaving in a taxi. Later, security footage shows the swimmers going through a security uh, going through security to enter the Olympic Village. A Brazilian judge who ordered that the swimmers remain in Rio noted that the group looked surprisingly calm given their claim that they had been robbed at gunpoint. Oh, I think it was like something like they were getting back late and they were going to get in trouble and they were like drunk and they shouldn't have been. And yeah. so they like came up with this crazy story. Yeah, but then like they were like it became huge news about three American Olympians in Rio were held up at gunpoint. We have to investigate. But they were just like lying. Yeah, that like wasn't made into as big of a deal as I remember, like the Ryan Lochte pot thing. Michael Phelps. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, But just like throw back to the Ryan Lochte era. Remember when he beat Michael Phelps like that rivalry was kind of everything. So, you know, two All-American swimmers. I know, but it really like wasn't a rivalry because Michael Phelps is just like better the actual goat and Ryan Lochte is just like a really really good swimmer yeah and like Ryan Lochte was like a really good swimmer and like also a really hard worker and like for like a few years Michael Phelps went through this phase where like he was like you know a star and he was just like getting by on his talent yeah, he was coasting because he's just like more genetically gifted because he's gifted yeah, and, and like something really sad was like the last Olympics I watched like leading up to the Olympics were the qualifiers and like Ryan Lochte didn't qualify and he tried. So like that was sad. That was like Cody Simpson. Yeah. But Cody Simpson wasn't already an Olympian. So yeah. No, but I mean, he had his time. It's not sad. When's the Olympics? Like I'm ready. <sighs> Next summer. Paris. Oh my God. A whole year and a half. 24. Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry. Dirty. Uh, I'm ready. Did we just have a winter Olympics? Must have in 2020. Oh Yeah. Nobody COVID watched. Fucked the whole thing no, up. nobody watched. It was member. It really? was last year. Uh, I think it was in China. They like had to like oh, yeah. everything Drama. was like fake snow. It was like yeah, not, and people didn't want to support. It was not the vibe. It was not the vibe. <laughs> it was actually really sad for the Olympians who like I know no one cared. Tried. Yeah, yeah. Our next story is kind of crazy. 
kind of crazy. Kind of crazy because there's a new show coming out called The Idol that is um, produced, directed by the creator of Euphoria, Sam Sam Levinson. Levinson. And he is being accused of ramping up the sexual content and nudity of the upcoming HBO drama The Idol and twisting it into a, quote, rape fantasy. So the Rolling Stone published a very damning piece about this new show where 13 alleged members of the series cast and crew spoke out over their discomfort with the show's new creative direction. Quote, it was like any rape fantasy that any toxic man would have in the show. And then the woman comes back for more because it makes her music better. One production member told the magazine of Sam's version of this new show. Another source added, it was like, what is this? What am I reading here? It was like sexual torture porn. However, HBO told Page Six that they're pleased with how production has unfolded since Sam took over the reins of the show. Quote, the creators and the producers of The Idol have been working hard to create one of the HBO's most exciting and provocative original programs. This show stars The Weeknd and Lily Rose Mm -hmm. Depp. The concept is like The Weeknd is like this wellness guru slash cult leader. And Lily Rose Depp is this rising pop star. And I guess they have this like fucked up abusive relationship um, where he like, but I... This is just from what I've read. Like, and she keeps like coming back from where I guess she thinks it makes her mu- the music better. It's like physically abusive, I think, mentally, just like when you, just fucked up shit. All of it. Fucked up shit. Anyway, so the Rolling Stone published this like piece 13 people speaking out about what they saw about things that were in the script that actually never were shot, but just like fucked up script ideas. Okay. Then the weekend posted, tweeted, yeah. um, at Rolling Stone, like, did we make you mad? And he put in a clip from the show where they fucking trash Rolling Stone. Right, they referenced. So he was basically saying, your article doesn't really have merit because you're just mad about what, what we, we said about you. Said. And it's like, um, th- that is a really weird coincidence. Like, did they see that and then they were mad? Or is that just a coincidence that the art, like... I think it's, I think it's a coincidence. And I have to see the show and, like, see what they're talking about. But there is something to be said about this fucking freak, Sam Levinson. And I think uh, it gets really glazed over in Euphoria because Euphoria is like star-studded and everyone loves it. But it's really, there are so many Euphoria scenes that are so uncomfortable, especially through the lens when you're thinking about these are like juniors in high school. Um, And I know that they're technically adults, so like it's all fine. But like when we're supposed to be watching this show about high school teenagers, there's really fucking dark, sexual, problematic shit and this guy, Sam, is definitely a fucking freak. Yeah. Um, and so I'm inclined to believe this article. Like, I really am. Me too. I don't watch Euphoria because I literally watched a few minutes once and it literally made me so, like, depressed. depressed like, for just, like, the children. And yeah. the clips that I've seen and, like, the storylines that, like, you talk about in recap, it's just, like, fucked up, unnecessary, yeah. like, gratuitous and sexual. And the idea that he's doing another show that's, like, taking all that to the next level and with, like, people who are actually adults. Um, right, be- is believable. I believe that it's fucked up and um, is concerning. I believe that. I agree, too. I'm, I'm more inclined to side with Rolling Stone on this one. And I don't think, like, Rolling Stone as a whole would, like, put together a piece with 13 witnesses just because, like, some TV show called them irrelevant, you know? Yeah, 
Also, it's worth mentioning that TMZ published a separate story on Wednesday that called into question the validity of Rolling Stone's sources and claimed that none of the 13 people the magazine spoke to had seen the final product of the idol, which I... Well, they weren't claiming that they did. They said they saw the script. And they could have seen bits and pieces and not like the show from beginning to end and had something to say about it. So they could be talking about specific scenes and they could also be talking about just like script ideas and the set vibes. But yeah. it's also worth mentioning Lily Rose Depp had glowing things to say about Sam Levinson. She never felt so comfortable, so appreciated. So this, that. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of the people that work with him, especially the young girls, like say that. Um, and I don't know. I just like don't like I have a, a a weird feeling like I don't I just don't believe that it's all hunky-dory I have a weird feeling she said this quote Sam is for so many reasons the best director I have ever worked with never have I felt more supported or respected in a creative space my input and opinions more valued working with Sam is a true collaboration in every way it matters to him more than anything not only what his actors think about the work but how we feel performing it yeah okay that could also that could be true but then you know there's also something to say about what show the show like euphoria did for alexa demi and sydney sweeney and not zendaya because she was popping off already but like everyone who was a part of it and i think a lot of people see that and want that so i don't know maybe this is just me being cynical because she's saying it's all good but i'm just like not buying it yeah i think this guy is a freak and i think like we all get so caught up in euphoria but like i definitely feel weird watching it like i really do yeah i think there's there's inappropriateness going on and and it's highly likely that he has taken it way too far yeah and you know who I really would love to hear from because I feel like she's the only person who like would say something is Barbie Ferreira because she's not on the show anymore she played Kat the first two seasons the second season she was like barely in it and there was like a lot of rumors that her and Sam were like not vibing and she was like mad about a lot of stuff that was going down and then she left and like that's it's the biggest show you don't leave. You know what I mean? Unless you're scrupled and like you're, you have a backbone and you're mad about something. I Um, also feel like, I would love to hear from her. Sometimes. I'm sure she doesn't want to get a reputation for being like difficult to work with, whistleblower, whatever. Especially when everyone has glowing things to say about him. But I feel like sometimes what can happen is like someone who is like a really big star, even Lily Rose Depp, like has people in her corner. It's established. Like she's not someone you, fuck with fuck with or could take advantage of as easily as someone who is needs this show brand new new, coming up doesn't know the industry like I feel like two different people on the same show could have a different experience like based on who they are no you're right like I don't think anyone would be dumb enough to fuck with Johnny Depp's daughter no she's protected you're a hundred percent right like and she's worked for years she's Chanel girl like yeah she has people and systems in place that protect her and like it's not like it's this show where nothing for her yeah and you're right like barbie ferreira started out as an influencer and worked her way up to the fucking met gala but it's a different background you're right so yeah maybe zendaya has had a great experience with sam because sam wouldn't dare right and you know uh zendaya just it came out she renegotiated her contract she will be making a million dollars an episode from euphoria episode wow good for her Mm mm-hmm Anyways, which is so crazy because like when I watch Euphoria, I actually don't like her parts. Her parts are, are really the dark parts. She's the one who struggles with addiction and like mental health. Um, I like like the silly drama from high school. You stole my boyfriend, Maddie. Rue, when was this? Like, 
that's a part of the show that I like. Like the really dark stuff I find to be really depressing. And while it's probably like a real for a lot of people, it honestly makes me depressed. Yeah. I think that's the Sam Levinson stuff. Yeah. No, the Sam Levinson stuff is like the very weird up close of Sydney Sweeney's nipples. And she's a junior in high school. Like it's fucking weird. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? If our next story is brought to you by Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Introducing the bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, the bed has modern, minimalist design that helps you elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress, it's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create space. Jax, I know that you have the bed by Thuma up in your guest room that we're calling Snitch's room. Tell me about the experience of receiving the bed, putting the bed together, and now living with the bed. The experience of receiving the bed and putting the bed together was unlike any other furniture building experience that I've had before. It was seamless. It was easy. I could do it with Zach and us not, you know, not have to not talk to each other for the rest of the day. Right. It was very quick. It's just made to be assembled very quickly. The way that it's for like manufactured is genius. Really, really genius. And it's a gorgeous bed. It's very minimalist looking. So you can make the room whatever you want it to be. I love it. You can now customize the bed by choosing between their original pillow board and the new solid wood headboard. Along with the bed, Thuma offers other bedroom essentials to elevate your bedtime, like the mattress, the nightstand, the side table, and they're all perfect complements to the bed. They also have finance, financing options available on the Thuma website. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home with the bed by Thuma. Now go to thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Go to thuma.co slash toast, that's T-H-U-M-A, dot co slash toast for a $25 credit. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Okay, our next story is news that I find so interesting. And if you hate royal news and you hate talking about books, you're going to fucking hate this story. And that makes me love it. Sarah Ferguson, Duchess Fergie, has written her new romantic novel. And apparently she's an established author and she writes historical fiction. So she is turning the page with her new novel, A Most Intriguing Lady. Sarah, whose title is The Duchess of York, tells people exclusively in this week's issue about what inspired her to incorporate a detective element in her new historical fiction novel, Out March 7th. So this novel is literally historical fiction to a T. It's a book that I would read. It's about the Duchess of Buccleuch, who is one of Queen Victoria's like closest confidants. She's even in the show Victoria. She's played by Diana Rigg from Game of Thrones. So she's like a real person it's about her youngest daughters lady mary and Ma- lady margaret her youngest daughter her daughters lady mary and Ma- lady margaret because the duchess of york wants to write about invisible women in history and that is very much a trend you know people find like someone who's didn't yeah. get the credit they deserve and all of a sudden we're talking about them so she is just like a historical fiction girly author and i swear i would see this book on my goodreads and i would read it and i would have no idea that it was written by her i i don't know if she's like uh like i don't know if i would I would literally never in my life read this book. But like if I was debating it, I don't know if I could trust her to be like so unbiased, you know, she's been in the royal family. She's seen it all. She's been excommunicated. She literally was exiled from the country. I know. Well, she's actually admitting that. She said, um, not that she's not biased, but that the character Lady Mary in his book, in her book is her. 
She said, I believe that Lady Mary, the real life heroine of her new book, she's so me. And I really have explored a whole different side of me through Lady Mary. And so now I don't worry about someone saying, oh, are you Lady Mary? My answer is yes, you know? Uh, she also has written a different best-selling novel called Her Heart for a Compass, where she again explores the theme of invis- invisible women. Um, and she talks about how she loves historical romance. She said, I cry at Hallmark, you know? Just mentioning oh. Hallmark, I could cry. I love romance oh. and I love the beauty of love and joy and magic. Fergie, Duchess Fergie is like kind of having a moment. In the last few years, she's really back in the royal fold. Yeah. When she was like excommunicated for so long. Why was she excommunicated? Because she got divorced? Divorced, the feet pics. Yeah, affairs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, the feet pics. Yeah, the, I think the feet. Yeah, like some guy was sucking her toes on the beach and the paparazzi caught it. Yeah. And it was like in the 90s. She's kind of freaky. And it was the 90s. Like now we'd yeah. be like, get your Cute. feet, girl. Yeah. Get your toes sucked. <laughs> and so she divorced him. Well, they got divorced, all that stuff. And did she have to leave the country? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because also her girls were there. She was in an episode of Friends. Like that is how desperate she got at one point. Wow. She said, quote, I have been invisible for my own self for a very long time now. And so now I'm just beginning to sort of liberate and sort of test the waters, right? So invisible women for me and a voice from the grave is crucial for me, which is why I chose this period in history. Because for example, Lady Margaret and Lady Mary, all their brothers were written about, but they weren't. So I think my real love is to take on an invisible woman woman from the grave and say, right, this is your story. How would you like it to be told and just to tell it? She also was quoted speaking about the queen glowingly recently. And how she really looks up to her. That's sweet. Which is sweet. Yeah, she's having a moment. I, I'm kind of living for it. And Redhead's got to stick together. Let me see how many pages this book is and if I would read it. Because I feel like I would be more inclined to read it if I didn't know that she wrote it. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, it'd be a fun fact you found out afterwards. Totally. But it would, like, cloud 368. Fair. Fair. Okay. I, I will not be reading it. No, I, but you wouldn't. This You wouldn't read... The best no, historical just, I, fiction book I of just, the year. I actually read a historical fiction book this year. Which one? Woman on Fire. Oh, right. And you loved it. Really good. Really good. Really, really good. This is called A Most Intriguing Lady, if you do find yourself intrigued by the premise. Which I do. And, you know, she might have access to some docs and some actual historical factoids that us lay people do not. Perhaps, yeah. So... Do with that information what you will today, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies. Are you a lady? Uh, that's a good question. Are you a most intriguing lady? No, 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 no. <laughs> but am I a lady? It depends who you ask, and it depends where I am. Mm. In my home? No. That's okay. Not even. But, uh, no, I'm not a lady. I'm not. You are. Thank you. But I am not. I would love to be. You're not a girl, not yet a woman, not yet a lady. We'll never be a lady. Just attorney. I'm not a girl. I'm just attorney. Love that. Yeah. Our fifth and final story. Um, I don't even know what to call this news. It's good, good news, I guess. So good news? No, no, no. Not like that. Oh, oh not okay. like, like just like. People who have done wrong doing right. 
news. Oh, I love that. Is it a redemptive story? Kind of, because Billy- Is redemptive a word? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Billy McFarlane, the Fire Festival creator, is out of prison. He has been, yeah. you know, out and about. He went on Sophia with an F podcast. I saw. And he's teaming up with Andy King, the guy he asked to, you know, perform fellatio for Evian Water in the documentary. Um, again, and now they're selling cheese sandwiches for a good cause. Remember the cheese sandwiches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fi- What's the cause? The cause is for the Bahamian workers who didn't get paid. Mm. Over Fire Festival. So Fire Festival mm. creator Billy McFarlane is getting back into the cheese sandwich game. But don't worry, these won't come in styrofoam while you're getting screwed out of a concert in the Bahamas. Sources close to Billy tell TMZ he recently had a reunion for the first time in five years with Andy King. Yes, the guy who says Billy asked him to give oral sex to a customs officer to get shipments of Evian water released. <laughs> Seems all is well between them now, though, because they shot a video together promoting their newest venture, selling grilled cheeses at 7th Burger in New York City. And the clip is pretty funny. The video features Andy making the sandwiches, a tongue-in-cheek take on the ridiculous cheese on bread meal served at the doomed Bahamas Festival. He's also taking swigs from Evian water bottles. TMZ is told that 100% of the sales from the April 7th event will go to the workers in the Bahamas who are still owed money from Firefest. They also tease a Coachella trip in the video, but we're told that hasn't been set in stone yet. Uh, that's nice. I mean, when you brought this up, I was like ready to China. Like, I'm so done talking about fucking Fire Festival. Like, it was so, to me, it's like so done over and like played out all the jokes and the memes and the documentaries um but this is nice and I think like a huge uh part of this whole saga was really how terrible it was for the locals and the natives and the restaurants and Mm -hmm. and all the people showing up and that's really to me like yeah the people who bought tickets and didn't get what they wanted and were like stranded that's bad too but like the people who live there and work there and are trying to make a living and have their home be infiltrated by a bunch of like influencers, like that was a huge tragedy as well. And so I appreciate that, that they're not being forgotten. Honestly, I do. I have respect for this. I do. Also, he's already working on another festival, but it will be based in virtual reality this time. It's called PYRT. Pert. P- Pert? Is that like party? Like, I don't know. Same letter. I think it's like similar to fire where it's like the only vowel is... A Y and it's not even a vowel. Oh, right. That was probably where they went wrong most with Fire Festival, spelling it with a Y. Yeah, that's how you knew it was going to be bad. Doomed. Doomed. So this is pert. Um, I definitely won't be at that one because I don't do virtual reality. That's just like where I draw the line. I actually recently found out that somebody I know like loosely went to Fire Festival and was a part of like the class action lawsuit. And like this person, I don't really know them that well, but they like refuse to talk about it. It's like illegal because they like got something. I want to know. Uh, who? I'm not going to say I know, but like it. give me a clue. Influencer, lay person, high school friend, uh, Ben's I'm not friend. Gonna say. I'm not going to say. I'm oh, not wow. going to say. I'll tell you after. Because they're like really weird about it. Interesting. I mean, I'd be weird about it too. I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got conned. Unless, yeah, unless they could parlay that into, like, documentary fame and followers. Right, Like, a few right, of right, the influencers right. who, like, went all in, and they actually had, like, a good experience, like, Helen Owen, you know, they... Did she go? I believe so. My, that's so embarrassing. I don't know if she was in the documentary. I just feel like I remember seeing her there. Her there. But, the, mm. and they had, like, they actually got a villa, and it was fine. That's what some people well, yeah, in the documentary of course. That's why said. people... That's why people hate influencers, like eat the rich, like, oh, I'm here in my villa, I'm fine. Yeah, but like the whole, everyone who went to the festival, like yeah, it was an expensive true. festival there, like, you know, it's just kind of. That's true. 
was you rolled the dice as to who actually yeah. got a house and who got a tent and who got a cheese mm-hmm. sandwich. That was such a crazy time. Like when it was all happening in real time before the documentary came out. Like, yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Anyways, those are the fast high stories. Feel as though you needed to know them. I am so hungry. What are you going to have for lunch? Such a great question, Turdy Lou. You know when your stomach is so empty and like it's making that sound all the way, like the sound travels like from your belly to your butt. You know that sound? Yeah. I, it's not a fart. But I did <laughs> just order groceries. They should be here imminently. But n- did it, is there anything did you get for- anything good? Oh, I mean, I could. If I got some eggs. So I've kind of been wanting to make like, you're going to vomit. So maybe take your headphones off. Some like hard boiled eggs and like make that into like an egg salad sandwich. I actually like hard-boiled eggs, but you lost me at egg salad. No, but I'm not going to put anything. I'm just going to be like mashed up hard-boiled eggs with a little, close your ears, uh, grape upon, and bread. No, I'm not grossed out by that. Okay. Like, I know I would never eat it, but like, I respect but it. But no, it won't be and actual you know, egg salad. I don't like, I don't want mayo or anything. I just like eggs oh. and mustard and bread, so I put it together. It's, a, it's so, weird. That's not like a normal thing people eat, I don't no, think. No, that's weird. But then it also reminds me, like I eat very poorly and like I have a really limited palate um, in terms of like things that I like. It's very immature. But weirdly, like ever since I was a kid, like something I really like, there's like a few things like I eat that people are always shocked yeah. to find out, like cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. I also really like a hard boiled egg without the yellow with like a little fleck of salt. I think that's like a nice snack. And it's like, that's so toxic diet culture, but like I actually like it. Yeah, no, it is good. If and you wouldn't do this, but like a little laughing cow cheese on the inside. Oh no, a little no. caviar. Ooh, I can't have caviar right now. But um, or I'm also gonna make some egg bites because Harry and I tore through the egg bites I made last weekend. So I got more. I got a bunch of eggs. So I'm gonna do egg salad. And wow, egg bites. in this climate, I know Richie Rich I, over I here. I splurge because I don't really have a lot of other protein sources. Right, right. It's hard. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Well, now with your affiliate link, you should be able to get all the eggs you want. We shall see. Turd will start sending Zillow links later. Literally. Um, well, that's our show. First one in a while that's under an hour. So, no, how long were you at? Like 50. No, I don't got another 10 minutes of things to say. If we were a few no, minutes I away, I, yeah, of course. I would pontificate. About something. Pontificate. What does that mean? To go on and on. And it was a word that was used a few times in this episode of the Redheads. And Snitch said, what does that mean? And we said, Mm. to go on and on. I actually learned a new word from this dumb book that I read. Um, And it's a word that I had heard because it's in the song Illicit Affairs by Taylor Swift. Mercurial. And then it was in the book. I'm like, let me find out what the fuck this bitch means. You know? It means unpredictable. Great word. A dwindling mercurial high. Add it to the list. Toast words. It's a good word. Mercurial. I would like to start. I feel like my lunch is going to be a little mercurial, honestly. Yeah, no, I feel like my day is going to be like a little mercurial. Turdy Lou. (laughs) Turdy Lou. Okay, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR, Radio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us at Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow. Friday! Yay! So exciting! Love ya! Bye!